Here we go. Episode 92 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. I have John Michael Masiri and a special guest, Joe Masiri from Just Ball Analytics. Men, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. Great time always having Joe on the show. Ready to break down this crazy season we're about to have. A lot of changes coming. Is it going to be good? Going to be bad? Looking forward to it. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great as well. Very excited to talk some hardball with you guys. It's always great to be on the show. It's back. The best time of the year is back. It's the start of baseball season. Thursday should be a national holiday. We should have all from school, all from work, but we don't. So we are going to get set, though. This is our big prediction show, 2023. Kind of crazy to say 2023. It doesn't feel real. Whatever. We are here. Um, I'm very excited because, like you said, there's a ton of change in Major League Baseball this year. Not only players moving, but rules. And it's. I think we, we talked about on the last episode – a renaissance for baseball and just get you even more excited for the season to start. Yeah, no, I for sure think that the game's going to change in a really good way. I think, you know, you might not see it right away, but I think that word's going to spread around and kids, especially, I think that's the, the audience they're looking after for the most because they see the attraction um, with the NBA and the NFL and these fast paced sports. I think you're going to see, you know, a new generation of baseball fans, um, or, or a bigger generation of baseball fans uh, be produced from the, from these rule changes. And I think that they're really doing a great thing to, to turn the sport around. Yeah, and I really think not only is it going to benefit the casual fan, but, I mean, even people like us, the diehard fan, I mean, I've been watching some of these spring training games, and you're looking at these games taking two and a half hours, some of them like two hours and 15 minutes. I could watch a four-hour baseball game, no problem, as a diehard baseball fan. But it doesn't mean it's a more it's not a more enjoyable experience when it's a two and a half hour game. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I was just about to say that as a baseball fan, like, of course, like I love my Yankees. I'll, I'll watch the games from start to finish all the time. But me and Merle were saying it, you know, I'll be on my phone and, and you know, you're, you're kind of half paying attention to the game sometimes when, when it's in that kind of dull part of the game. But even, you know, as a football fan, I'm always I'll watch Thursday night football, Panthers, Bucks. I don't care. <laughs> That's the part I'm interested in seeing is I wouldn't be willing to watch a Brewers Cubs game in the whenever time it was, you know, it wasn't because the game is a little too slow and it's, but now with the rule changes and the fast pace, I wonder if my interest will be a little bit more spiked to, Hey, I'm not really doing anything right now. The Yankees aren't on. Let me throw this game on. The game might actually feel longer because you're paying attention more. And you're not just dozing off right. and on your phone. It's going to be good for baseball and the other rules. We'll we'll touch on them later on too, if you know we need to. But we're going to give you our division champs, our World Series champs, awards, everything tonight. Very excited! If this is our favorite show, so you guys want to start? I'm ready to go, man. Let's sure. Just... Uh, I guess what do we want to do? We want to start in the AL East, get cracking. Yeah, let's start in the American League East. Merlo, before before we start, I'm just trying to remember now. Is this our second or I think this is the third time we've done this? Because I think the yeah. first the first episode we ever did was the 2021 MLB season preview. Yes. This is our third go around. Look at us. I feel like a veteran now, man. Yeah. This is I'm, easy. I might retire soon. I gotta I think. Yeah, I gotta look at like the pension options. I don't know from who. I mean, you're you're only work. putting in three years. We don't work for anybody. I don't know. Maybe I can hit up Apple Podcasts. Maybe they got a program or something. But yeah, um, only three years. That's it. That's all you're gonna do. In yeah, your you know. too? Yeah, that's a lot. No, yeah, that's good. Retirement. He's gonna be like Jordan. He's gonna retire on top. 
Yeah. That's Maybe great. I'll go into a different venture. Maybe I'll do like a cooking podcast. Like I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Let's get into it. Let's start the American League East. Um, JM, why don't you start off here? Yeah. Um, I mean, elephant in the room. Everybody who watches this show not by now knows I'm a Yankee fan. Joe, obviously you're a Yankee fan too. If can't tell by the hat. Um, you know, it's 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 been one of the best divisions in baseball for even years now, decades. It's 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 always been a very good division, and um that isn't changing this coming season. I guess I'll start at the bottom. I mean, you know, the I expect the Red Sox to to have another uh, shaky year. You know, they finished last last year, did not really improve the team. Had a couple of nice si- signings. Um, I think Yoshida's obviously the biggest uh, storyline for them this year. That could be a really nice signing for them. He looked pretty good in the World Baseball Classic, but not really expecting them to make much noise. Um, and then, you know, we go towards the middle of the pack. The Rays. Over the past couple of years, I've seen them as more of a contender. This year, I feel like I'm expecting them to take a little bit of a step back. I know they're getting Glass now back, and the top of that rotation looks pretty good. But the offense, you know, it c- continues to just not be very uh, scary at all or, or even, you know, a, a little bit intimidating. It's very middle of the pack. So, I, you know, I expect them to stay there in the middle of the division. I think this is going to come down to no disrespect to the Orioles. They had a nice year last year. Um you know, I think you, you can expect some some good things out of them, but I think this is going to come down to uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and I do think that the Yankees are going to win this division. Yeah, I'm with there with you too, JM. I find that the Rays, I think I'm a little bit higher on them than you are. I feel like no matter how much you want to criticize their pitching staff going into each year, they still somehow, I mean, they have one of the best analytics departments in baseball. They have one of the best player development uh in baseball and they consistently are just churning out pitchers that overachieve every single year. And then they end up trading them for prospects and they just repeat the process over and over. And I think that if Glasnow is healthy, definitely helps a lot. They have a lot of young prospects coming up through their minor league system that are getting really close to contributing. They have that young second, young second baseman Mead who potentially could be looking to replace Brandon Lau pretty soon. So they do have a lot of talent coming up through the pipeline, and I do like the Tampa Bay Rays. The Baltimore Orioles, it feels like this is the year. A lot of people like to take that that young, hot team like they were last year and say, hey, next year is going to be the year for them to take that jump. I don't think it's completely out of the question for them to take that jump. If they get a really good year out of Gunnar Henderson, if Adley Rutschman takes a big step forward. However, their offseason was a complete disaster. Yeah, The fact that they made – no significant, not even significant, significant additions, just additions in general to their roster. And basically just said, you know what, we're probably going to have these young players take a step forward. So let's just take a step back, watch it happen. You would think that you'd want to supplement this roster with some key veterans. They have not done that at all. I do think the Orioles will be somewhere around where they were last year. I think Rutschman helps their pitching staff a lot, even though on paper, it's not a great pitching staff. Maybe Grayson Rodriguez will help to stabilize that throughout the year. We'll see what he could bring. But yeah, like you said, Baltimore, not really super high on them. Boston, I view them being worse than last year. I don't really see how they improved at all. If anything, they just got worse. I hate that Kenley Jansen contract. Don't understand giving him $16 million at all. Uh, bringing in Justin Turner to replace J.D. Martinez is bringing in a DH with no power to replace a DH with no power. I do like Yoshida. He's a guy, actually, I wanted the Yankees to get, and I think that he will be a rookie of the year contender in Boston. 
but overall, not really moved by the Red Sox. Chris Sale's health, the entire rotation's health. Don't really know about Tanner Houck. I agree with you, top of the division, and this is the way most people are seeing it. I think it's going to be between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are really counting on a lot of bounce-back seasons, especially from guys in their pitching staff like Jose Berrios and Yusei Kikuchi. We'll see what they could do. Berrios didn't look very good in the WBC, but you know he obviously, obviously has a lot of talent, has been a really good big league pitcher in the past for the Minnesota Twins. Maybe he could bounce back. Gossman and Manoa obviously are two great pitchers at the top. I really like some of the moves that they made getting Dalton Varsho. I think that he's a really great underrated player, excellent defender, very versatile, solid offensively as well. Um, their catchers I love. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could have a bounce back year. But yeah, I do like the Yankees. Obviously, I'm a Yankees fan. Like J.M. said, elephant in the room, going to be a little biased. But I think that the injection of youth coming out of Anthony Volpe is going to be a huge factor for them. I think that they'll finally see some stability at the shortstop position, which was their biggest problem last year that I was highly critical the way they handled it, especially in the postseason. Uh, but I'm really excited to see what the Yankees are going to do this year. I'm hoping maybe a bounce back year from Josh Donaldson, maybe some uh, healthier seasons from guys like Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMahieu, though those guys have gotten hurt a lot the past couple of years. So you are counting on a lot. Obviously, pitching staff's already banged up. Hopefully, they get those guys back soon. Carlos Rodon should be a stud number two in that rotation, arguably the number one with how great he's been the last two years. So I agree. I really like the Yankees. I think the Blue Jays are around their heels. Yeah, Joe, you forgot to mention the the veteran additions the Orioles made. They added Kyle Gibson and James McCann to the roster oh, uh, in the offseason. So, thank yeah, you that's a little that. disrespectful. No, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, Tampa Bay won a lot of games last year, 86 games, and they were decimated with injuries. So I don't know how much better they are. They do get glass now back. Do they win around 86, 87, 88 games? That's probably what I think. Um, I completely agree with you with the Orioles as well. Uh, they're a young team. They just sent um, their top pitching prospect down. He's not going to start the year in the majors. The Red Sox, you know, we've talked about the Red Sox at nauseum, the, how we just disagreed with basically everything they did this offseason and not bringing back Xander Bogart. So I'm with you with Boston finishing at the bottom. But this is where I do disagree with you. I think I was a year too early on the Blue Jays, and I'm going to have the Blue Jays winning this division. Uh, it's going to be very, very close, obviously. This is going to be um, a very exciting race. But Toronto got off to a really bad start last year. Uh, they figured it out at the end. They made the playoffs, and we saw what happened to the Yankees late in the season last year. Um, I think both teams are going to be more consistent this year. I don't think you're going to get you know one half of you know the Yankees being the best team we've ever seen, and then the second half of the Yankees being you know one you know in the middle of the league basically. But I'm going to go with um, Toronto here. I love the top of the, the pitching rotation, and people talk about Alec Manoa. And, you know, he's the ace and he's the opening day starter. Kevin Gaussman is the ace of the staff, in my opinion, and he should be starting opening day. He, I, you know, I'm debating between him and somebody else to win the AL Cy Young Award, and I still don't have that answer. And we're going to do it in, you know, an hour or so. Uh, this is a really good team. He talked about a lot of really great offensive players, some bounce backs. You know, Vlad didn't have the same year he had in 21, but he's still an incredibly productive player. Bichette's a very... um Productive player, a great offensive shortstop. 
Um, and Chapman, you, we know about his defense. Can the offense improve a little bit more than we saw from last year? Who knows? And you talked about the addition of, of Varsho. They lose Teoscar Hernandez, um, but they add Varsho. And that's kind of like a, you know, Teoscar Hernandez feels like a Blue Jays guy, and they let him go. It kind of feels like a smart move here. And they added Chris Bassett as well to the middle of that rotation. So, um, although I don't know how he's going to do with the pitch clock. That guy is like a human yeah. rain delay. I mean, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I, we we disagree at the top, but everything else we we agree with there. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to completely disagree with your Blue Jays take. Um, I, I think the Yankees are going to win the division, but I think this is going to come down to maybe game 162. Like, I think it's going to be a very close race. Um, I, I won't lie. The Blue Jays do scare me. I mean, you know, the, last year – like you said, they got off to a bad start. The Yankees got off to an amazing start, and it was, you know, them basically just trying to play keep up the Blue Jays the whole year, and it ended up that the Yankees ran away with the divisions. It got a little close at the end, but, you know, they never really let it get within three games. And I don't think that that's going to, you know, happen this year where the gap is going to be that big. And, you know, you look around and you look at that roster, and, you know, you guys just talked about it. That lineup could be very scary. You know, Vlad is is the first guy you think of with that lineup. And he's coming off a year where, for his standards, it's a down year. You know, coming off that 2021 campaign where he almost won the Cy Young, if it wasn't for Sho- – uh, almost won the MVP, wasn't for Shohei Otani, would have won it. So, I could see him having a very good season. You know, he's still in his, his mid-20s. So, um, he's got a lot of good baseball ahead of him. And Bo Bichette, a guy who has been, you know, people waiting for him to reach that superstar status – and if you took August on last year, he certainly met that status. Um, you know, his bat was was pretty dormant to start the season, found it late in the year. If he could do that over a full course of a season, you're talking about two players that would be one of the scariest, if not the scariest duo in baseball in a lineup. So um, they do scare me. Um, the rotation's great. Bassett is a nice move. Kikuchi, I think, should have a better year. I mean, he's... Gotta at this point, he's been absolutely awful. I don't think they're relying much from him. He might be out of that rotation at some point. He's viewed as no more than the fifth starter. I don't know what's going to end up with that. But the Blue Jays, they they definitely are uh, intimidating. With how bad it was at the back end with Barrios and Kikuchi, can it get like can it seriously get right. worse than it was um, last season? Who knows? And you know, you'd have to think they would make a move at some point to go and get a you know fourth or fifth starter. Yeah, absolutely. The last thing I just want to touch on, because we didn't really go too in-depth on the Yankees, um, you know, this is a team that had inconsistencies last year. Uh, they've been the little brothers of the, of the Astros over the past five years. You know, that's the, the one thing that we just keep talking about is can they beat the Astros? Can they beat the Astros? They made some big moves in the offseason. Joe talked about the injury problems that they've had already to start the season. You know, not great. Um, like Joe said, you have some question marks with Stanton and LeMahieu and some of these older guys. But if they could put it together – um, this, this offense could be really scary. And I think that's, you know, the Yankees are actually one of the biggest, um, could kind of go both ways offenses in the league. I think there is a ton of potential. Um, they have the potential to, you know, be the one of, if not the best lineups in baseball. I mean, there is just up and down talent, but injuries have been a problem. Um, you know, you got big question marks with guys like Glaber Torres. How's he going to play? We've been waiting for DJ to put it together uh, like he did in 2019. He's had some injury problems. Even when he's been healthy, he's had some some down performances. And like Joe said, Josh Donaldson was a guy 
that uh, you know the Yankees expected to be good, and he was a uh, train wreck to to put it lightly last year offensively. So, um, if he wants to be a fan, I can't even say fan favorite. If he wants to be uh, accepted by the fans again, he's gonna have to put uh, put together one of those uh, Atlanta Braves campaigns. Josh Donaldson, you know, not we don't need twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two Yankees. Josh Donaldson. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to. I do want to move on, but. You know, I think you said it best. It's going to be a boomer bust with this lineup, and I look at it, especially the middle infield. You know, you you love Volpe coming up, and and I think it's great. It's the right move. It had to be done. But you know, like you said, your question marks with, you know, really how you're going to play these guys. You know, what is it going to be with Donaldson? What are you going to do with DJ? Is Glaber moved before, you know, Thursday? You know, there's still talks of that. You know, or rumors about that. Who the hell knows? I'm a little confused there. Stanton's a question mark for me. Where is he playing? Is he DHing? Is he in the outfield? I like Oswaldo Cabrera. I think he should be, you know, if as you know, you're not playing judge and center. I think he should be the left fielder. Um, I don't mind that at all. It's just the lineup. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And Donaldson, we've heard, you know, is Donaldson going to bounce back? And Michael Kay has been, you know, on the record saying, you know, the Yankees love Donaldson. He thinks he's going to bounce back. Donald, Donaldson doesn't have to do much to bounce back. Right. I mean, he set the bar so freaking low. He can have a pretty decent year, and you'd be like, "All right, this is this is good enough." Yeah, I mean, he could be an All Star level player if he just gets that OPS up a hundred, hundred fifty yeah. points. I mean, which is you know not no small task, but he's already one of the most elite defenders at his position in baseball. So, yeah, we good to move on. We are good. Yep. All right, let's move on to the American League Central. Joe, would yeah. you like to start us off here? Uh. Sure. So I've been very conflicted with this division, basically all off season. A big part of me wants to just go with the favorite, the Cleveland guardians. And that ended up not being the way I went. I am going to go with the Chicago white Sox, who I was all over last off season. I thought that they might be the best team in the American league. Unfortunately, I failed to consider all the injuries they had. And then most of all that Tony LaRusso was their manager. And you know, I don't view them nearly in that same light that I did last offseason, but I do think there's a ton of potential for bounce back here. I think that if Aloy Jimenez is uh, – most of it is health. If Aloy Jimenez is healthy, if Luis, Luis Robert – I mean, this is a guy they were calling Cuban Mike Trout when he got called up, and he showed flashes of being an elite player in 2021. A lot. He was a sexy MVP pick for last season. I don't necessarily view him – yeah, he was right. He was – that's right. He, I forgot about that. And – I don't view him in that light this season. I don't want to jump the gun with that. But I do think that he has the potential to be like a five, six war outfielder, be a high impact all-star level player. He just He's just got to stay healthy. He played through a lot of injuries last year, and then he was sidelined with injuries last year. And he even was, uh, he was sick last year. He needs to stay healthy. I think that their pitching staff, a lot of bounce back potential, Giolito was another Cy Young pick last year for a lot of people. He was horrible last year. I hope, you know, I hope he bounces back. I think that if we see these bounce backs in the rotation, in the lineup, health, I think that they definitely have the potential to win that division. I think that LaRusa getting rid of him is addition by subtraction because I think he was just an awful manager and he was an awful fit for that clubhouse with a ton of young players and bringing in such an old school strict guy that didn't really have the respect of anybody in the league anymore. I don't think the players respected him. I think that he, you know, 
made a lot of very questionable decisions last year. And keep in mind, too, that this division was pretty close for a lot of the year last year, and then the Guardians just kind of, you know, uh, these other teams couldn't get out of their own way, and the Guardians ended up just kind of pulling it out um, in the end just because they were just the best out of not a lot of great teams, honestly, especially with playing the bottom of that division, the Kansas City and the Tigers. I'm not even going to talk about them a lot. I do love – I just want to shout out Vinny Pasquantino, first baseman for the Royals. One of, I mean, he's like the really popular pick amongst more analytics-driven people uh, if you look at his peripherals, the guy's basically Freddie Freeman in a small sample size. So really interested to see what he does this year. I like Vinny Pasquantino a lot. I love Bobby Witt Jr., but the Royals are still a, a ways away from being a competitive team. The Tigers, I don't know what the hell is going on with that team. They, I don't know. Not a whole lot of young talent. Farm system is improving, but it's still not necessarily where they want it to be with the lack of talent at the major league level. I think that, like I said, White Sox stay healthy. They could win that division. The Twins, the same thing. I think the Twins bring back Correa. The unlikely reuniting of Correa with that team is is a great move. Uh, hopefully his ankle or whatever the hell it is doesn't end up being something that's an immediate uh, impact on his health. I think that if the Twins stay healthy, you see, again, a lot of, lot of common themes here. Um, and really every team goes through this. Every team wants bounce back guys that, you know, had down seasons. Every team needs health. Um, and I really do think that both the Twins – and the White Sox are more talented than the Guardians. But it's just a matter of health. It's a matter of putting it all together. The Twins, you have Byron Buxton. He's a guy that's constantly getting hurt. Um, I like the addition of Pablo Lopez. I don't know how much I like them getting rid of, rid of a rise to, to get Pablo Lopez, but I do like Pablo Lopez. And like I said, I, I think that both of these teams, the Twins and the White Sox, have the potential to win this division if they stay healthy. But it's ultimately the Guardians' title to defend. I could certainly see them winning again next year. I have major concerns about the Guardians' back end of the rotation. I also have concerns about their offense. They're an offense that's very reliant outside of really Jose Ramirez on stringing together hits. Don't have a lot of power in that lineup. I do like the addition of Josh Bell, and he will help in that department. But I have a lot of questions with the Guardians, and I think that with the Guardians, I question more the talent less so than I question the talent with the White Sox and the Twins. With them, it's a matter of health. See, I was actually – I disagree pretty strongly with what you said about talent-wise. I think the Guardians are the most talented team in this division. Um, I think – I'll just throw it out there right now. I think the White Sox are going to be trash. I think that – I was looking at their – I'm looking at their roster. Um, I see some major potential for, for a bus season. Um, I, you know, I, I'll probably – I'll say right now, I think they're going to have about 75 wins – that's just what wow. I think, how I think their season's going to go. Um, I, I I just see a lot of red flags there, health wise. There's some major holes and some important positions. Um, don't love the back end of that rotation. I even think the top of the rotation has the potential to have a, a, a bust type season. Besides Dylan Cease, but even he can get a, a little inconsistent. But um, I just want to talk about. I, I'm going to pick the Guardians to win this division, and I really wanted to give it to the Twins. You know, I was looking at their roster, and I'm looking at the way their season went last year, and I really wanted to do it because I don't want to have too many repeats of last year of what I predict for my divisions. But I just came down to it, and I said, "Listen, I got to give it to the Guardians. They're they're the most complete team. They've got a a, a great bullpen, especially they got one of, if not the best, uh, relievers in baseball. The top of the rotation is great. Merlo, I didn't get to talk to you yet, man." Tristan McKenzie, that injury is brutal. That's a tough blow for, for the Guardians and for our fantasy team. That's absolutely brutal. Wait, um, we drafted him? 
we drafted him like fifth round or like sixth round. He was, he was a big pick. Um, he's coming off a really good season. So that is a tough blow for them in the beginning of the year. But you know, that, that, that lineup, Joe, we saw it as Yankee fans last year. And I, and I know it's, it's certainly not my favorite style of baseball is putting it lightly, but they're a little pesky, annoying team. And they've been doing it for years now, and I think they're going to continue to do it. You know, I think Stephen Kwan's going to have another good year. He had a very good rookie season last year. You talked about Ramirez. He's great. Andres Jimenez broke out last year. Then you got some other guys like Gonzalez could have a nice year. They added Josh Bell. You know, uh, Josh Naylor is, is always a, a candidate to, you know, he's freaking insane, but he might put together a pretty decent year. So I think the Guardians are going to win the division. I will say, though, if by any chance – there is a Kansas City Royals fan watching this video right now. I would be optimistic going into the season because, you know, you got you guys don't you don't have the best roster ever, but if there is a year for for the Royals to to shock the world and to win their division, <laughs> this division's pretty wide open. I don't, yeah, I don't that's there, a little too far. There, there's no there's no I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but you know, they got a nice young roster, Bobby Witt and and you know, we talked you talked about how much you love Pascantino. There's some potential in that lineup, and they could maybe make some noise and end up with a third or second place finish in this division if everything goes well. I wouldn't count on it. And the if I'm a Tigers fan, you might want to just shut your TV off for the rest of the season. But yeah, you know the Tigers have been so bad, and their farm system has been at the bottom of the rankings, which is just absolutely insane. Hard to but know. Whatever. Um, you guys really touched on that. Let's not talk about them. JM, I completely agree with everything you said. I am a huge fan why? of the Cleveland Guardians. Why would okay? we do the podcast and not him, man? We're, you know, it's, it's, it is unbelievable. on everything. Wow, you guys have to share the same <laughs> mind. Wow. I'm sure we're going to disagree in the National League. Yeah. Um, but all seriousness, I did look at the back end of the rotation because I'm not going to lie to you. I told this to JM before we logged on here that this was the toughest um, World Series prediction I've had to make in a really long time. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I actually still don't know what I'm going to do. But I was considering the Guardians, to be completely honest with you. And then I looked at the back end of the rotation, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to chill out with that for a little bit. Um, but I do really like them to win this division. I've been looking at them, you know, on FanDuel for all, all the offseason. They've been plus money. There was one point where the Twins were actually, like, even with them. And I'm like, the Guardians are better than the Twins. And I still think that. I think the Guardians are going to win this division. I'm not huge on the Twins. And the White Sox, I'm looking at their, you know, projected lineup right now. The only guy that, other than Luis Robert, that is, like, really intriguing to me, and I keep seeing, like, last couple of days now, this Andrew Vaughn. Love and a lot, Love a lot of people think that he's going to break out this season is Andrew yep. Vaughn. Um, I don't know much about him, but I do know he's a big power bat. But I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of the White Sox at all. Like, the, at all. The White Sox to me, like, you know those teams where you look at them and there's just a lot of, like, stink around them? Yes. That to me is the White Sox. Like, there's just a lot of, like, bad energy coming from that team. And I just, I see things really going. And that's. I'm not going based off like I'm freaking voodoo or something, but I'm I'm saying that I, I I just see things going wrong for the for the for the White Sox this year. Yeah, this bullpen is just really real. It's not good. No, they, lose, they lose Hendricks. Um, yeah. He's out um, battling cancer. Also, um, just relying on Kopich like to be uh, uh, he's been a, he's been a good reliever. Star. He's gonna be a good reliever. Uh, I'm sorry, Kopich. Clevenger, 
That to me is like, yeah. oh boy. And then Giolito, who, you know, I talked about it last episode. I picked him when the freaking Cy Young last year. He had an awful season. Um, and he was coming off a not so great season too. I, I don't, I don't I, know. See I look season. at that roster and like, I look around the diamond, both in hitting wise. I look at their pitching staff and I mean, listen, I'm not looking at being like, oh, this is like an all-star team by any means, but I could totally picture a world where they end up being good because, you know, Yoan Moncada, he has all the talent in the world, bounce back season. Andrew Vaughn, breakout year. Luis Robert stays healthy. He could end up being a superstar. Uh, there's, there's, yes, Monty Grandal was considered arguably the best catcher in baseball just two years ago. Maybe he has another great, he has a bounce back here. He stays healthy. He's great. Their pitching staff, same thing. Michael Kopich, maybe he finally puts it together. You know, he has that kind of uh, late 20s um, resurgence, kind of like we saw with a guy like Carlos Rodon. Lance Lynn, I mean, he's up there in age, but he is certainly seems to be beating that aging curve at this point. Dylan Cease, repeat season. Uh, Lucas Giolito, bounce back season. I just, I definitely, in a division that, the Guardians, I know you guys say love the, you love the Guardians. If the Guardians are in basically any other division, and this is like me going into your mind, if they're the first place team in the AL Central, I think they're like the third place team. Well, in, yeah, I mean, in, I don't love the Guardians. I love the Guardians in the AL Central, but I completely right. agree with that. You know, they are not yeah. a scary team. So, exactly. That's why, like, they don't scare me. And then I think that if the White Sox fare better with injuries, they have some bounce back seasons, I could totally see them winning this division. I, I definitely would not count them out. Let's hit the AL West up here. Um, we literally just said this isn't as interesting as the other ones. We kind of understand who is going to be at the top here. But I'll start off here. Um, I wouldn't just count the Mariners out. Like, I don't think they're going to win the division, but they're going to be in the playoffs again. I really, really like their rotation, their starting rotation. I love it. Um, and we talked about before um, the Blue Jays getting rid of Teoscar Hernandez, and we're kind of saying that's kind of a good move for them. But the addition for Teoscar Hernandez in this lineup for the Mariners is also a really good thing. They add a big-time power bat to the lineup. Um, JM has talked about Jared Kalanick bouncing back. I know he likes that. That would be big for them, right? But we're really just forgetting about the big star in this lineup, which is Julio Rodriguez. Um, does he take that step after winning Rookie of the Year to you know superstar level? I don't know if he does that yet, but he's a stud. He's a he's an all star level player. I don't know if he is a superstar yet. Um, Cal Riley is one of the better um, power hitting catchers right now. Um, just going through the lineup really really quickly. Uh, J.P. Crawford had a nice season last year. They added Colton Wong also, who, if you looked at our second baseman rankings, I liked him yeah, a little. You love Colton Wong for really some Really big Colton oh, Wong fan. Yeah. Um, but the real draw for me for the Mariners is the rotation. You know, you talk about Luis Castillo, who was a massive addition for them last year and pitched very well, and then they extended him. Um, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, and – it's funny because you just name those three guys and then Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young Award two years ago, is like the third or fourth starter in this rotation. I'm high on the Mariners. Obviously, I think the Astros are going to win it, though. Um, I don't love um, the Rangers this season. I'm sure you guys will talk about that. 
adding DeGrom. They've spent a ton of money. By the way, bold prediction, Jacob DeGrom makes 30-plus stars this year. But we can also discuss that. That's, that's miserable Met fan. Merle yes, no, he, I really do. I was thinking about it today in the car, actually. I, I do think he makes maybe at least 25-plus. You got you got his medical bills or something? <sighs> no. Um, Jesus. But last thing, I always love all, every, all the casual fans. We need the Angels to make the playoffs. We need the Angels to make the playoffs. They're going to do it this year. And I do want them to make it. I'm, like, starting to be in that, like, you know, club, I guess. Oh, I really want the Angels to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. They've added, and they've done a good job, a better job in recent years of adding to this team and not making, like, stupid, stupid moves. Like, I love the Hunter Renfro move, but they're still not good enough to make the playoffs. No, I mean, they. if, I, if I'm uh, on that uh, we really want the angels to make the playoffs train. Uh, I'd get off that train and say, we really want the angels to get rid of Mike trap because that guy is not going to see the postseason for a long time. As long as he's in Los Angeles angel, because his buddy Shohei Otani is not going to be there next year. Um, I would not, I'm not going to go bold here and be like the Mariners are winning the division. I'm not saying um, the Mariners to me are the possibly the third best team in the AL though. I think that I'm very high on them as well. Um, their lineup is just as good, if not better, than it was last year. You know, they lose Mitch Haniger and then they get Teoscar Hernandez, which is an upgrade. Um, they haven't really lost much else on the offensive end. They've only gained, you know, they lost Adam Frazier, who ended up being a bust for them. Um, I back am on the Kellenic bounce back. I think that he could, you know, I'm talking bounce back is one to two war for this guy. You know, he's been one of the worst position players in baseball over the past two seasons. So, you know, just put together an, a, a, a solid year, Jared Kalanick, and, um, you know, this offense gets better just from that. And like you said, Merlo, the rotation, that's got some serious firepower in that rotation, and they could be very, very dangerous. Um, the only thing you didn't touch on that I want to is – I think that bullpen's got good potential too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Paul Seawald, your old buddy. Yes. He's had a very nice career uh, with the Seattle Mariners. 100%. And Andres Munoz, I think, has the potential to throw his name into one of the 10 best relievers in baseball if he puts it all together this season. So, you know, he's one of the hardest throwing pitchers in the game. He's got a nice slider. Um, I think that he could be a very, very nice piece for them in that bullpen, which he was last year, and they relied on him uh, pretty heavily in their in their playoff uh I don't want to call it a run, but, a, you know, a couple of playoff series that they played. So um, I could see them making some noise. You know, the Astros, we know we know about that. They lose Verlander. Is it going to hurt? Yeah. Is it going to hurt enough where they're going to take a step back? No. Um, that rotation's got an ace in it. At least maybe they'll have two this year. I know Christian Javier is a sexy Cy Young pick for a lot of people. I understand it. Framber Valdez has one of the most devastating pitches in baseball. That sinker of his coming out of the left hand is uh, one of the hardest hardest pitches uh, for for hitters to hit. And um, you know that lineup. Uh, I'm I've said it a couple times uh, this offseason how I expect Kyle Tucker to put together a really nice season. I might put some money on him to win the MVP. Uh, I could really see him, you know, elevating his name into the likes of guys like Mookie Betts. I think he could have one of those types of seasons. So the Astros are are not really going anywhere. Um, will they take a step back from the regular season standings? Maybe a little bit, you know, maybe they don't win 108 games or whatever it is. Maybe they win 97, something like that. But 
they are certainly still the uh, the the beast to tame in the American League. Yeah, I'll quickly touch on the Astros just because I think you pretty much covered it. I think that they may take a little bit of a step back in the regular season just because of losing Altuve for potentially significant time with the injury they sustained in the WBC. And then you also ha- – and Altuve was a cra- – he arguably had the second best year of his career last year besides his MVP year, his questionable MVP year. But besides that, um, also I agree that – I think the back end of the rotation is definitely weaker than it was last year. Lance McCullers is an injury question mark every single year. Ultimately, that may lose them some more regular season games. I don't think it will make them less of a force in the postseason where that pitching staff kind of shortens and you go with your best guys. I think their bullpen is one of the best, if not the best, in baseball. Enough with the Astros, though. Quickly with the Angels. With them... I agree. I'm tired of this whole, we need the Angels in the postseason. Okay, so tell their front office to stop sucking. I'm sick of the Angels because every single season, I think of them the exact same way. I look at them and I'm like, you know, this roster's not bad. I'm a big Anthony Rendon guy. I really hope that contract doesn't turn into an albatross because, like I said, I love Anthony Rendon and I would like to see him succeed. But I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of every single year. Even last year, I was on Patrick Sandoval. He ends up having a great year. Otani is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And they still suck. They don't even sniff the playoffs. Mike Trout has a great year until he got hurt. But even if he didn't get hurt, they still weren't sniffing the playoffs. The Angels, I got to see it to believe it. I don't really love their bullpen. That uh, bullpen is disgusting, actually. It yeah, is. I, bullpen's bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't like the back end of the – I keep on saying the back end of the rotation, but I feel like it's a common theme amongst a lot of these mid-teams that don't have great pitching depth. Don't love the back end – or really the middle two back end of their rotation. Their lineup, also same thing, lacks depth. I got to see it. Um, I think sorry, I think four, you... uh, sorry, I think fourth place for the Angels this year. I think the Rangers are going to have a better year than them. I agree 100%. I think that they're a fourth place team. And that leads me into my next point, which is I don't view the Mariners nearly in the same light that you guys do. I feel like they're sort of similar in that same boat to like where we were talking about the Orioles and the set. They're a better team than the Orioles. But you know, young team, they take that step forward. They do make the playoffs last year because they made some smart roster decisions. They bring in Robbie Ray. They make a smart trade for Eugenio Suarez uh, and Jesse Winker, who wasn't even great for them, and it didn't really matter. But that was a team. And, you know, they bring in Luis Castillo at the trade deadline. They end up winning a playoff series. Um, The problem I have with the Mariners this year is I think that there is a lot of potential from regression from a lot of guys. Obviously, I love Julio Rodriguez. I think he could be an MVP candidate this year, and that's not a bold take at all. I am really far apart with both of you with their rotation. I think that one of the biggest regression candidates in the entire uh, major leagues is Logan Gilbert. That's a guy that last year, his peripherals were horrendous basically across the board. He does not miss bats. His stuff grades out as below average with basically all of his pitches. And he Mariners have a good defensive team. It helped him a lot. It's hard to sustain that year to year. I don't like Logan Gilbert this year. Obviously, I love Castillo. I think Robbie Ray is what he is. I don't even want to say maybe we'll see a bounce back year because he was solid last year. And I think that's what he is. I think that what he isn't was that Cy Young season with the Blue Jays. I think that that was a, a bit of an aberration from him. Um Really dislike the back end of the rotation. Marco Gonzalez is maybe the worst five yeah, no. in baseball. He is. Um, he is horrendous. And I and keep in mind, I'm talking about like the Nationals. I'm including them in the conversation. And Gonzalez is horrible. 
Yeah, um, he was maybe the worst pitcher in baseball last year. Exactly. Like, don't don't love the back end of the rotation. I do love the bulb. And even, like I said, I really like Castillo. I think Ray is what he is. I think he's a middle-of-the-rotation starter. I, I'm not high on Gilbert this year. Um, like I said, not really uh, not really high on the rest of the pitching staff. The bullpen I do like. Um, and the lineup, you know, I like the lineup. But, you know, it, American League has some good teams in it. Do I necessarily think they're a lock to pl- make the playoffs? Not necessarily. I think that they're – I think that they're worse than the Blue Jays. I think that they're probably a little bit better than some of the teams that we were just talking about in the Central, or maybe they're like right there. They're probably going to maybe competing with some of them for a wild card spot. Um, and also, I like the Texas Rangers. I know. And when I say I like them, I don't mean like I think they're going to win the division or I think they're a lock for the playoffs. When I say I like the Texas Rangers, I mean, I think that they're similar to the Mariners. I, I really like their pitching staff. I think if I mean, if Degrom stays healthy is a big question mark. I know Merlo, you were just joking about that, but if Degrom stays healthy, I like some of the other additions they made to the rotation. Guys that'll stabilize it, like Nate Uvalde, Andrew Heaney, guys like that. I like what they did with that. Their bullpen's not bad. Um, their lineup, I like. I think Corey Seager is one of my favorite players going into the season. I think he's due for a monster year. I think if Semyon puts it together for a full season after he got up to a horrible start last year, playing in a new ballpark, new team, um, ended up having a great second half. I, I like the Rangers. I, I like them more than I think a lot of people do. I view them in a similar light that I do the Mariners. I don't view those two teams as very par, very far apart. How far apart? I think they're close. I think like I think that both teams are in that like. I could see both teams winning between 80 and 88 games, which I know is a pretty big range, but you know, you never know what's going to happen during a major league season. I think that the, you know, if the Rangers ended up winning 87 games, and the Mariners won 83, it wouldn't shock me at all. And if vice versa happened, that also wouldn't surprise me. The George Kirby disrespect is insane, bro. He, yeah, he, I, I can. don't mind his name Kirby. once. I can. I don't mind. I like him better than Logan Gilbert. I will say that. Don't like Logan Gilbert this year at all. I really don't. All right. That's enough about the AOS, though. We want to do the playoff teams now. We want to like save it. Oh, we'll save it. Yeah, save it for the end. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to one of the more interesting divisions in baseball, the National League East. Um, JM, I will let you start. You don't really have to talk about the uh, two teams if you don't want to. Um, well, I. Um, oh, I'm very upset that you said that. I actually had a five-minute script written about the Nationals. And you did? On for Yeah, but I guess I'll throw that out. Okay. Um, Yeah, no. That is – the one thing I want to say about the Nationals is they might be, like, the worst team I've ever seen. And the reason why is because I have never seen a team put out an opening day starter who is literally – like, we said Marco Gonzalez, like, Patrick Corbin's the other guy who might have been the worst (laughs) pitcher in baseball last year, and he's the opening day starter. That's insane. Um, Anyways, yeah, I mean, for me, when I think about this division, it still always starts with the Braves. Um, They're not going anywhere. They made another big uh, move this offseason, basically copying their uh, blueprint from last year, going out and making a big trade with the Oakland A's. This time, they get Sean Murphy coming off last year, getting Matt Olson. They sign him into another one of those, you know, Houdini contracts, or they just put a, a Jedi spell on the guy and tell him sign the dotted line, and they somehow do it. Um, but 
I think that the Braves are are in my opinion. I think they're going to win the division. Um, they are the scare, one of the most, if not the scariest teams in baseball to me. Um, when we go on about our World Series uh, predictions, uh, I I also haven't come up to an, an, a conclusion yet, but they are certainly the front runner for me for the NL. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at it up and down. They lose Dansby Swanson. Yeah, that's a bit of a tough blow. Shortstop. It's still a bit of a question mark. They just sound on Vaughn Grissom, and they have uh, Arius, I, I think is his name, right? That's supposed to take over at shortstop. They have Arcia, Orlando Arcia. Arcia, yeah, Orlando Arcia going to be the new shortstop. But one guy that I think everybody obviously wants to talk about for the Braves to have a bounce back year and do it in a big way is Ronald, is Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, he came off the injury last year, had a pretty mid-season for his standards, and even – you know, standards-wise for the rest of the MLB, it, it wasn't all-star level play that he put out last year. So I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll bounce back in a big way. I, I could see him, you know, throwing his name back in the 40-40 conversation, back in the MVP conversation. He's that talented. Um, and I think that the best player on this team, and he might, I don't, I don't care if this sounds crazy, he might emerge as the best player in this entire division. I think Austin Riley is that guy. I think he's going to have a monster season. Yeah, I, I'm i right there with you, Jam, on basically everything. I look at this Atlanta roster, and I don't want to throw any disrespect towards the Mets or the Phillies, Most mostly the Mets. They're the closest to Atlanta. But I look at this Atlanta roster, and I think they're the best team in baseball. I look up and down, and I just say, where can – I like to evaluate teams sometimes. I look at what could go wrong. When I look at this Braves team, unless basically everybody's struck by lightning at the same time, I don't see how this team could not be great. I mean, they even had some things go wrong last season, and they were still fantastic, and they still won 100 games, and they chased down the Mets, and they won that division. And now you go into this next season, and, you know, I could totally see Matt Olson having a better year than he did last year, even though he was still great. I could see him going back into that really higher upper echelon of first baseman like he was considered prior to last year. I could absolutely see Ronald Acuna Jr. going back into that MVP discussion, being in that 40-40 club, like JM said. I could absolutely see Spencer Strider entering the Cy Young conversation. Michael Harris II becoming an elite player. He was already great last year, but with a full season, he could take another step forward. Austin Riley, same thing. Absolutely love Austin Riley. He's only 25 years old. He's been incredible the last few years, and I don't think he's talked about enough just because there's so many great third basemen in baseball and there's so much great talent on the Braves roster. When I look at the Braves, I think they're the best team in baseball. They really don't have any holes. I think their their bullpen is arguably also the best in baseball, which is crazy to say. The Rysel-Iglesias trade has worked out great for them. I love A.J. Minter. And now I don't want to upset you, Marlo. I've been anticipating bringing this up. And I'm not going to go out there and say, I think the Mets are going to be a playoff team. I, you know, if I was a betting man, which I am, I will bet on the Mets <laughs> to make the playoffs. I think that there's a lot more volatility on this roster than a lot of people are talking about. I think that, first of all, when you look at the rotation, already dealing with injuries, uh, you know, the Quintana thing is really unfortunate. And, you know, he's going to probably miss most of the season. Um, I actually saw there was a, a recent diagnosis on him that they were saying there was, what was it, some sort of growth or something like that that they had to remove. Uh, I'm not. They, they had to, I forget, it was like really serious. They ruled out like the really serious like health issue with him. 
but the latest I saw that he'll be back sometime in July. Right. So, and then I look at the rest of the rotation, and don't get me wrong, when it's at its best, it's arguably the best in baseball, at the very least, it's top five in baseball. And, you know, I love Max Scherzer, I love Jason, Jake, Jacob DeGrom, and I love Justin Verlander, but ultimately, these are both 40-year-old pitchers. Health is always going to be a question mark. Just whenever you're dealing with anybody at that age, there's a lot of innings on both of those arms, and you're kind of just waiting for the ticking time bomb. Not that I'm saying it's going to happen, but that's the thing with the Mets. I still think they're going to be great, but when I look at the teams and I say, what could go wrong? The Mets, I could see a lot going wrong. And like I said, um, another thing that I'm concerned about is their offense. They didn't really make any major additions to the offense. I think that maybe they'll have some young contributors at some point in the season in Brett Beatty, maybe in um, uh, Alvarez. But the thing that I'm mostly concerned with them is that a big storyline, I remember I was you know teasing you about this last year, was that their offense was really fortunate. And Spencer Strider made those comments uh, later in the season that really got under a lot of Mets fan skins, and he ended up being right that their offense ran into a lot of good luck last season. They were really outperforming a lot of their peripherals and they could potentially do it again. They have a lot of guys that, you know, could put bat on ball, could consistently put the ball in play. They don't strike out a lot, but I look at a guy like Jeff McNeil and, you know, maybe now that the shift is banned and, you know, his great skill was that he was able to spray the ball all over the place. He kind of comes back towards the pack a little bit because that skill is no longer as useful as it was. Uh, he also is a guy that, you know, he doesn't really barrel the ball a lot. And I know that's not his thing, and I'm not going to knock him for that. But when you have a guy that's not going to barrel the ball a lot, you see some volatility and maybe some inconsistency year to year. So I'm a little bit concerned about their offense, maybe not being as fortunate as it was last year. I'm concerned about the potential health of the starting rotation. I also just don't like the bottom of their lineup at all, no matter the, the luck, whatever. Don't like the bottom of their line, the bottom third of their order at all. Um, I don't think you could rely on Vogelback to be your full-time DH for a full season. Um, I don't like the catching position. Maybe Alvarez will provide a spark to that position at some point down the line. Um, but I have a lot of – I think that – and I especially need to touch on this. Their bullpen. What the hell is going on with that bullpen? Because now that Diaz is gone, and I know that you know you had your unfortunate conniption about that for about a week. Um, a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Um What's going on with that bullpen now? Who are you relying on in that bull? Is Adam Adovino and David Robertson really the answer in the bat in high leverage situations consistently? I don't really see that working out over the course of a full season. Like I said, I still expect them to make the playoffs, but I just see I don't think it's as close with them and the Braves as a lot of people are making it out to be. And I see a lot of potential for things to go wrong for them throughout the season. All right. So you guys said a lot there. So let's kind of regroup i i don't think we need to touch on the braves i completely agree with everything you said um offensively they're you know they're amazing um they might have the best top four starters in the league five is a little sketchy but when you have those four guys i mean you know it's kind of tough to beat that um and the bullpen yeah the bullpen's solid um russell Iglesias is going to start out on the il i think but he'll be back soon Solid ball, but I'm not going to touch on the Braves. I want to touch on the Phillies really quick, and then we'll go to the Mets. I think the Phillies are third here. Um, you guys didn't even talk about the Phillies. Um, I, yeah, they, I didn't bring hand it off to you. They, the Phillies, um, quickly, 
Hoskins injury is very un, um, unfortunate. Uh, they're dealing with injuries in the rotation. Andrew Painter, I'm pretty sure, starting off the year on the IL as well. He's their top prospect. It's going to be a stud one day um, when he's healthy. Oh, boy. he's only, I think he's only 19 or 20 years old. Uh, but the rotation's solid still. Um, Harper starting off on the IL as well. That's tough. So I just kind of see them with the injuries they have so far. Uh, the bullpen... It's always questionable with them, but they did make some solid moves. I like the Gregory Soto trade. Um, you know, they've taken a chance on Kimbrell, who wasn't that great with the Dodgers, but we'll see if he can, you know, kind of have another resurgence here in Philadelphia for the year. I just I think they're the third place team. I don't really think I have to say much more about that. Turner obviously is an MVP candidate and he'll be pretty scary to watch. Let's talk about the Mets. The bullpen, I want to start. I like the bullpen because I think the Met bullpen is actually deeper than it was last season, even with the Edwin Diaz injury. Um, there are a lot of guys that, you know, a lot of people probably don't know about, which is fine. I trust for right now to at least start the season of a combination of Adam Adovino and David Robertson to close games. Robertson was... Uh, really good last season in Chicago. He got traded over to Philadelphia um, to be the closer. It was kind of a mix between him and Sir Anthony Dominguez. When he got there, he was fine. Adovino was excellent as the setup man for the Mets last season. Now, I you know I don't think he's going to have the same year he had um, last year with the Mets as you know if he's the closer. But I trust him enough. They've closed. Both of these guys have closed in big spots before. We have to remember something. Closing in New York is not the same as, you know, being the closer elsewhere, being a high leverage relief pitcher elsewhere. I remember a lot of Met fans, including myself, for, you know, a couple of days, were like, go trade for Edwin Diaz's brother. And an article came out and a Met source said, look how long it took Edwin Diaz to adjust, you know, playing in New York and pitching in New York in high leverage situations. It's not the same. So, you have two guys that have done it in big spots before. I'm okay for right now with those two guys. There's depth here. They added Rayleigh against lefties. I like Brooks Rayleigh. Drew Smith last season was pretty good until he kind of had like this thing where he just couldn't stop giving up home runs for like about a month, and then he got hurt. We'll see what he can do in a bounce-back spot. Bad thing to have as a pitcher? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Tommy Hunter has looked really great. I know you're going to laugh at that. Has looked really great in spring training. I don't think he's allowed to run yet. Yeah. Um, John Curtis. All right. Listen. Okay. Listen. 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 I listen. So listen. listen. About John Curtis. Yeah, we let you have your time. No, no, no. With the Mets. I'm, I'm dead serious. John, John Curtis is going to make a difference in this bullpen. I'm not joking around. Is he I'm bringing not being... snacks like before the game or something. Like what? You what is just. The you just watch. Okay. The rotation. David Peterson uh, is slotted in now. He's going to be the two starter to start the year, whatever. Bro, if you got to give me a big name, please. You're name dropping some crazy yes, people right David now. David Peterson is going to have a very nice season in this rotation. You talked about not liking or saying the rotation could, you know, deal with some injuries. Yeah, of course they can. If these two were at the top and they're going Verlander and um, Scherzer, I mean. Obviously, they're going to be one of the best rotations of baseball. I do like the depth they have provided, though, in the rotation a little bit. Kodai Sang is a question mark. I'm just going to say this. I'm excited to watch him pitch. But I do think the Mets are the second-place team in the division. Uh, I think it'll be a close race between them and the Braves uh, this year, and we'll see what happens. You don't have to win the division to uh, win the National League, as it's been proven the last few years. Yep. And all central time, Michael? 
Yeah. Um, really not intrigued of the both centrals, obviously. Uh, I, just, I have. Can we just all say it at once? Yeah. Go. Cardinals. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cardinals. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with Joe. No. Yeah. Joe, you want to start off here? Yeah, I mean, what is there really to say about this division? I mean, you would hope maybe maybe Milwaukee would be able to be competitive with the Cardinals. And I don't think that that's completely out of the realm of possibilities. They still have talent on their roster. I love Corbin Burns. I love Brandon Woodruff. The whole rotation really is still one of the best in baseball. And the problem, Corbin Burns might be traded at some point. I don't know about maybe by the trade deadline. I'm not really sure. I mean, he seems disgruntled like he seems upset he seems like he wants to get the hell out of there how, they actually how much, trade him though how much time how much does he have left on his deal he's a free agent after 2024 right yeah, don't get, oh don't get a if, if he's having a corbin burns year they're gonna get like a crazy package for him do you think he actually gets traded though like is that is he gonna request a trade or that he just i don't know it depends. Out? i mean it kind of he just changed agents the other day and he's been very vocal about the fact that he's not he was really upset about the way that they handled arbitration with him yeah and really arbitration is just it's just there needs to be something else uh it's really horrible how these teams picture this you're the you're the milwaukee brewers you sit down in a room with Corbin Burns and you need to tell him why. I don't know. I don't remember what the exact numbers were, but you have to tell him, you know what? You weren't worth $11 million. You're actually worth $10.5 million because we're cheap asses. And we need to yeah. put down the ace of our staff who won the NL Cy Young two years ago and then was excellent again last season and is obviously the best player on their team But and puts fans in the seats and makes them money. But we got to tell you that, you know, you're not good enough to get this extra 500K. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Brewers, you know, how many times we got to say is Christian Yelich going to finally, you know, go back to his MVP form? I think saying those, it. The days are just gone. It's sad. Uh, I like Christian Yelich and I wanted him to get back to that point. But it uh, it doesn't really seem like that's that's in the realm of possibilities anymore. You know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Pirates or the Reds. You know, they're they're the the bottom of the barrel when you talk about the Major League Baseball teams. The Cubs I'd like to touch on because, you know, they made some noise this offseason, and good for them. They're spending money. They got Tyone, you know, they signed him from the Yankees, and then the big signing is Dansby Swanson coming over from the Braves. So, so it's a nice signing for them. They just extended Nico Horner today for three years. They signed Cody Bellinger, who's a guy that obviously, you know, we just talked about Yelich. That's the other guy. Those two guys were going at it for two years for who's the best player in the National League. He's a guy who has some potential to, you know, give you uh, a, a, bar, a, a bang for your buck. Um, don't really see them making a lot of noise, though. You know, I could see maybe a second place finish for the Cubs, but I think that gap between first and second is going to be pretty big. And I don't view the Cardinals as you know, the same tier as I view the Braves or, you know, some of these other teams in the NL, I might have the Braves in their own tier. I don't mean to keep meat riding the Braves, but I'm just saying, um, you know, we'll talk about it more when we talk about our postseason predictions, but, um, you know, the Cardinals, they go out, they have a great year last year, and then they sign Wilson Contreras this offseason. Big signing for them. You know, Yachty was the, the catcher there for 20 years, basically, and now they go out and they get one of the best catchers in the game. So, that lineup is scary. Um, you know, Arenado and Goldschmidt immediately come to mind. Two absolute studs. The Cardinals I had, I think, by far the most guys in the World Baseball Classic, too. They had guys all over the place. 
Um, basically their whole free. I think they had 17 guys in the World Baseball Classic or Did something. They like really? That. Yeah, something insane. Um, they've still been spending money. They they uh, extended Miles Michaelis. Adam Wainwright is still pitching. Somehow he looks like the guy who goes out and you know in your direct league on, on a Sunday and, and mm. pitches, but he still somehow pitches to a pretty decent ERA. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Cardinals are the runaway team in this division. Yeah, um, won't spend too much time here. I like the Cardinals. I think the Brewers do come in second, though. I'm not ready to say, oh, you know, look at what the Cubs have done. They've made some, you know, nice moves, but I'm not ready to say, you know, they're going to be even better than the Brewers, and I'm down on the Brewers um, this season. The Pirates have made some, like, small, like, interesting moves. They bring back McCutcheon. So I don't think they're going to be last in the division. I do think it'll be the Reds. But like you said, the Car- I wish the Cardinals would spend more money. Like, I wish they would go and add another starter, you know, and, like, really make themselves more right, dominant like because yeah. they have an easy division and, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. I wish they would be a little bit more dominant. Still, the rotation's fine. I, you know, completely forgot that they have Jordan Montgomery before I looked today. So it's a solid rotation. They have a solid bullpen, and, you know, the offense is going to be good. So uh, Lars Newtbar out in right field. I, I like this Juan Yepes as the DH. He had a nice offensive season last year. Um, Jordan Walker, forgot to mention him. Jordan yeah. Walker is yeah. going to start in the majors, which is a great decision. Bring up yeah. your young guys, play them. Uh, yeah, I am 100% with you guys. That CBA seems to be working pretty good now. These teams are, don't really care about manipulating service time anymore. So. Yeah. Wait. Um, I just quickly want to touch on something that you said, Merlo. I thought you brought up a good point about them spending more money. I think that they do enough to supplement the roster that, you know, they bring in uh, Wilson Contreras this offseason. Yeah. I, I do agree with you that we've kind of been waiting the last couple of seasons for the Cardinals to bring in like that big fish. Like I think all the way back to like, you know, when uh, Stanton, when he was traded to the Yankees, like a lot of people thought he was going to be traded to the Cardinals. And then even as recently, and you know, there have been a lot of guys in between, but even as recently as last season, uh, Juan Soto. A lot of people thought that Juan Soto, it was. I thought he was going to be traded to the Cardinals. I thought that they had the minor league talent, including who you just mentioned, Jordan Walker, to potentially trade for him. A lot of young guys on the major league roster, too, that were potentially intriguing, like Dylan Carlson, maybe Tyler O'Neill. Um and they end up not landing the big fish. And it doesn't really seem to be the way that the Cardinals conduct business. They don't want to completely, you know, strip the foreign system for a big uh, for a big player like Juan Soto. Um, but like you said, I still think they're more than good enough to win this division. They will win this division. Do I think they're as good as some of the other teams in the National League? Not really. If you put a gun to my head, I'd say they're probably the fifth best team in the National League uh, after two de- teams in the East and two teams in the West, which we'll talk about in a second. But division's not great. The Reds are an absolute dumpster fire. The Pirates kind of added some young talent. They're dealing with all these uh, trade rumors and contract extension rumors swirling around Brian Reynolds right now. Um, But I do like O'Neal Cruz. I think he'll have a nice season. I like Brian Hayes. I want to see him do a little more with the bat, but he's great on defense. Uh, Reds will be terrible. Pirates won't be great. Um, Then, like you said, I like the, I like the, I think the Cubs are building towards something, but it's not this season. I think that the Brewers are still a little better than them. And I think that the Cardinals will run away with the division. Yeah. I even thought the Cardinals, I don't know. I thought the Cardinals like the perfect spot for Scherzer a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like add that number one guy. I think we did a prediction on where the free agents were going to go. That's where I had him. 
And you know what? Yeah, you're probably right, Joe. It's just not the way they conduct business. And they're one of the top, you know, they, they make a lot of money. They're a very popular franchise. Yeah, and they're a great organization. Absolutely. Yeah, and they just, they don't do it. So I think they are also, I think, maybe the best Jersey Stadium combo in the league. Yes. Yes. That's another thing. Giant, um, giant. I would, I am so a secondary St. Louis Cardinals fan. Always have been. If I wasn't a Yankees fan, I would be a Cardinals fan. 100%. <laughs> um, last thing, I think the, the Cardinals, you know, just, for, for fun and for stats, I think that they have some serious potential to lead the major leagues in offensive in a position player war. I mean, there are guys all over the place that have eight war potential, literally. I mean, Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado are guys who could combine put up 25 war if you know if they really go crazy, but 20 maybe. Um, then you have Brendan Donovan, guy we didn't mention, really solid player, utility yeah. guy. Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson. You, I Tyler O'Neill. About him. I think Tyler O'Neill is going to have a big bounce back. Here. Tyler O'Neill, Contreras. Yeah, they are loaded in that lineup for sure. All righty, let's uh, let's move on here. Last division, NL West. Um, do we have changes here? Like, do we have a change at the top? Um, I, you do, Joe. You start off. Well, if you mean change from last year, then. Yeah, I have the Padres winning the division this year. So that would be my change. I think that they cleared a little bit of a mental hurdle, finally getting past the Dodgers in that playoff series last year. I think that the Dodgers have taken a little bit of a step back roster-wise from last season. I don't think they're nearly as deep as they were. I think that the Gavin Lux injury is definitely going to hurt their depth, especially in the middle infield. I also really liked him to have a nice season, and now obviously he tore his ACL and he's done. Um, their pitching staff is not necessarily where it's been the last couple of seasons. Uh, they still churn out, much like the Tampa Bay Rays, who I talked about before. They still churn out arms every single year out of their minor league system. They make savvy moves. They end up having guys that, you know, pitch in high leverage situations in September. You know, when we were talking about the Dodgers last year, nobody was talking about Evan Phillips pitching in high leverage situation, situations for them. But lo and behold, he's their closer now. So I still really like the Dodgers. I think it'll be really close. But the Padres just beat them out for me. The Padres are stacked across the board. I think Juan Soto is going to have an unbelievable season. Manny Machado is what he is. We know how great he is. And then on top of that, uh, Fernando Tatis. This is a guy that didn't play at all for them last year. He comes back. He's going to be missing the beginning of the season. But once he does come back, I think he will have sort of a redemption. I think that um, – Maybe this was kind of the lesson that he needed early in his career. He's clearly an MVP talent when he plays. I think he would be my MVP pick if he was uh, playing the whole season. But obviously, we already know that's not going to be the case. Um, I think they're deep. I think they really don't have a lot of holes. They have a great bullpen. Uh, I like their starting rotation. Not as much as I like the Dodgers rotation, but I still like their rotation. And yeah, I think that the San Diego Padres are going to make a lot of noise this upcoming season. Yeah, the, the back end of the rotation for the Padres scares me. But, I mean, when you look at, like, if you're trying to find holes, I think that's really it. The bullpen's solid. They brought back Robert Suarez. Um, yeah, I, I just – I I like what you said about the mental hurdle, but I'm, I'm not there yet. I still think the Dodgers are going to win, and I just think the Dodgers know how to win in the regular season. I think they're, they're just a regular season team. They know how to do it, and – yeah, the Padres are incredibly talented, but the Dodgers are still really good. They're bringing up some younger guys. You brought that up. Some of their top prospects as well are going to have chances to play. They traded for Miguel Rojas, which is now, 
you know, an even bigger um, need because of losing Gavin Lux. So now Miguel Rojas is going to have to play, basically start, I think, at this point. Um, I don't love Trace Thompson, and, you know, starting in center field. But still, this is a team, again, good manager. You talked about uh, the front office making savvy moves. Um, the bullpen is solid, and it literally is true. I mean, they have random guys just in the bullpen, and all of a sudden they're the top relievers in baseball. It doesn't really uh, make that much sense. It's going to be close. I don't think the Dodgers are going to win, obviously, 110 games, 105 games, but I think it'll be a close race, and I think the Dodgers just beat them out. Um, it'll be fun to watch all season long. Yeah, you know, I was debating on who I had to, to win this division. Um, I ended up saying it's going to be the Padres. I like the point that Joe made where I, I do think that if this team did not win last year against the Dodgers, um, that they wouldn't have won or that they're not going to win this division. Uh, that mixed in with the fact that they just made the playoffs last year. I think if they missed out on the playoffs again, it would have been tough for them to, uh, you know, break all those uh, goals that they had for this season. So I think they win, will win the division. Um you know, you guys talked enough about them. Some of the other teams I'll talk about. The Diamondbacks, I could see making a little noise in this division, getting up to third place, something like that. Um, you know, they, they got a really nice young roster, one of the best young outfields in baseball across the board. You got Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, and Jake McCarthy. Those are three guys who have, in my opinion, you know, all-star potential one day. Really three great young prospects that uh, I think that the uh, Diamondbacks will uh, certainly have helping them win games for years to come. The Rockies, I'm not really going to touch on. I mean, they are, you know, just terrible ownership, terrible exactly. they, everything. They the the way that they. Uh, I'm very happy for Arenado with how things are going for him because the way they handled that entire situation made absolutely no sense by letting him go, at trading him, and then going out and getting Chris Bryant and signing him to a huge contract. I I, I know you know you got to do whatever you got to do to 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 make some money. But Chris Bryant, I'm sure, is uh, in the back of his mind regretting that that contract with the Rockies because they are nowhere near a contender. Um, the Giants, you know, I, I feel for the Giants and their fans. They had a rough offseason. They 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 threw their hat in the ring with Aaron Judge and with Carlos Correa. And, you know, we're one of the three teams that Carlos Correa signed with, and they ended up coming out with nobody except Mitch Hanniger. So And Michael, Michael Conforto. Michael Conforto. You're lookalike. So, yes. You. So, um, the Giants, you know, I, I think they might – they seem like the biggest lock to be 81 and 81 these days. I think that might be in their uh, their their script for 2023. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I got the Padres winning the division, and I'm just very excited, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited considering that they are nowhere near the Yankees. I'm excited to see what Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis look like back-to-back in a lineup because we haven't gotten to see it yet. Are they like the dream Are they Sorry, the dream team done. Eagles? That They could be. They could be. And even though, I, I, even though they are a very good team, I don't like their GM. I don't think that the way he's built it, even though they're in a good spot, I don't think it's the way it should have gone. Very aggressive, did, Preller. Yeah. Did we even bring up Bogarts too? I was and, just gonna say we haven't even yeah, brought up Bogarts. And I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. And look, good for them. They spend all this money, but it's it's almost like where is it? A, where is this money coming from? And B, was it worth it to spend? And Bogarts a really good player. I'm not not saying that. But is it really worth it to spend all this money and 
possibly cost yourself re-signing uh, Juan Soto or making a serious bid at Shohei Otani? You know, because that kind of feels like, I think they'll try and sign Soto back. And maybe they do. Maybe they sign him to a long-term extension. But I think it basically takes him out of Otani next year. And I don't know if that's I don't know where this it. money is coming from. They couldn't get, you know, 20,000 fans at their games five years ago. So I don't know where the money's coming from. Now they have the over- they're getting now, though. That's the thing. They are generating a lot of revenue yeah. now. Yeah. And other teams should follow that model because they are spending money and they're going to make a lot of revenue now. And also not to mention the revenue sharing. I mean, I we could go into a whole conversation. So, all this happened with the CBA discussions. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a little off topic, but if if you're the Oakland A's, what excuse do you have? You you play not too far away from the San Diego. Now they're moving to Vegas. So, so yeah, they they better move to Vegas because that stadium is disgusting. Not that it's an excuse. They're probably the worst run franchise in baseball. So mm-hmm. we didn't get to talk about them, unfortunately. Um. Okay, let's give a list. We'll go one through six um, seeds here in the American League postseason. JM, you start off. All right. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to go Astros one, Yankees two, Guardians three. That's the division winners. Then number one wild card, I'm going to go Blue Jays. Number two, I'm going to go Mariners. And number three, I am going to go with the Texas Rangers. Joseph. Sure. So for the American League, I'm going to go Astros, Yankees, White Sox. And then for my wild card teams, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays, Guardians, and Rangers. Wow. And Rangers. Rangers. Um, all right. I'm going to go Astros, Blue Jays, Guardians. And then we're going to go Yankees, Mariners, and the Tampa Bay Rays. All right. Got some big differences there. Yeah. That's good. All right. Let's head to the National League. I'll start us off here. Uh, Let's go Braves, Dodgers, Cardinals, Padres, Mets, Phillies. All right. I'm going to go Braves, Padres, Cardinals. And for my wild card teams, I'm going to go with the Mets, Phillies, and Dodgers. I am going to go Braves 1, Cardinals, Padres, and then I'm going to go Dodgers, Mets, Phillies. Alrighty. Um that that's tough to squeeze one more th- like I was trying to do it because those are literally the same playoff teams from last year in the NL. And I was yeah. like want to put a team in there and there probably will be cuz this is what happens in sports but like looking at it from just, you know, the the on paper view couldn't really do it. I don't know. I can't. Couldn't grab a team from the East, besides, you know, not grabbing the Marlins or the Phillies. And then, you know, the Cubs, the Brewers, maybe, not really. And the D backs, the Giants. Yeah, I can't can't see it. They're closer, I think. But I can't can't say I like it better than the Phillies. And I have this, you know, the same thing. You know, every team that made it in the AL made it last season. I I just, you know, and there are some differences like the Rangers, and you could throw the, um, the Angels in there and the Twins and the White Sox, but, you know, it's the way I have it going. All right. Who wants to give us their World Series prediction? Who's ready? Because I don't Joe, even you're, know. Joe, ready. you're our guest. <laughs> Joe, yeah, go uh, first. Thank you. Um, you know I hate doing this because I'm just going to pick who I think the two best teams are. So um, I'm going to go Braves over Yankees. Um, 
I honestly, I wanted to go Braves Astros, but that was literally my pick last year. And I just didn't want to repeat it. Um, I think maybe this could be the year the Yankees finally clear the hurdle of the Astros. I'm praying to Jesus Christ that that finally does happen because I'm sick and tired of it. So I'll just go with Braves over Yankees. Well, um, you know, I'm not going to switch it up because I want to be authentic in my prediction. So I hate to get repetitive here, but I also am going to go Braves over Yankees. All righty. Um, I, you know, I want to go, I, uh, Joe, I agree with you. Like I want to go Braves Astros. I don't want to pick those teams. I want to get, you know, I want to make it a little interesting. So in a year where people don't think the Dodgers are going to be the best team in baseball, I'm going to go Dodgers and I'm going to go Blue Jays and I'm going to have the Dodgers beating the Blue Jays. Wow. I like it. Switch it up a bit. The Dodgers in a year that's supposed to be a little bit of a down year for them. You got them winning. I respect them, man. Maybe that's what they need because they can't seem to make it when they win 100 games. And then 110 games and then the by far the best team. They'll make some moves to the deadline. They have these prospects still. You know, they'll be able to go make big trades. We'll see what happens. All right. All righty. Let's start with the American uh, League Award winners. Jam, why don't you start us off and then Joe? Am I going, like, down the list? I think you should go down the list. Okay. Um, You know, I've been saying it a lot. My AL MVP, I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker. Good for you. Um, I think that he is one of the, you know, best all-around players in the American League, and I think that he's going to really put it together. I hate to say it as a Yankee fan, but um, his defense is there uh, as a corner outfielder, and I think this guy has serious 35-40 home run potential mixed in with, you know, a 900-plus OPS, talking 8-9 war numbers. I think that might, might get him to an AL MVP. Um, then my American League Cy Young Award, award winner. You know, it's very hard with the whole Otani thing to like dance around him being the Cy Young but not being the MVP. So I was like, I kind of like him to win the Cy Young, but if I give him the Cy Young, then I feel like he's automatically going to win the MVP. So I'm not going to pick him to be my American League Cy Young. Um, my American League Cy Young winner. Is Garrett Cole. And I don't want to be that guy who's the Yankee fan, everything like that, but I'm just going to think of this from a logical standpoint. I think Cole, he's over the three years he's been a Yankee. He's been one of the best pitchers in the American League. Um, he's got to keep the ball in the park, and that's how he's going to win this Cy Young Award. And I think he'll do it. Um, he's a lock. Knock on wood, I don't want to, you know, injuries are a thing. But he's a lock to be a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Workhorse for you. Um, he's got he's got 250 strikeout potential. Uh, and I think as long as that ERA stays under like a 2-8, I think he's a lock to win the Cy Young. My American League rookie of the year, as much as I want to say that it's gonna be Anthony Volpe, I'm not gonna say it. I got Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles winning the uh, American League rookie of the year. Yeah. Um I think Gunnar Henderson is going to have such a great year. I don't think it's going to be close. Like, I I think from start to finish, we're going to be like, Gunnar Henderson is going to win the American League rookie. Yeah, he's, he looks very, very good. Joe, why don't you uh, why don't you go here? Sure. So I'll start with my MVP pick. I originally had picked Shohei Otani, and I feel like, you know, he is the favorite. Doesn't get much more chalk eater 
then picking Shohei Otani as your MVP. So I decided to go with another guy that I really like this season. I think is going to have just a monster season. And that's, I mentioned it before, Corey Seager. I think that Corey Seager is a guy that is going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest beneficiary of the shift being gone. He pulls a lot of balls, a lot of line drives to the right side of the infield. I think he's going to see a lot of those turn into hits. And even if the shift was still in place, he was one of the unluckiest hitters in baseball last year. He was absolutely destroying the baseball in Texas last year. And yet he just wasn't, he still had a fantastic season. The power was certainly there, but the on base, the batting average, not necessarily where he wanted to be because of uh, his BABIP being a lot lower than what it, um, than what it should have been. So I'm going to go with Corey Seager. I think he's due for a monster season in Texas. Um, and that's a big reason why I have the Rangers being in the playoffs is because of that. My Cy Young, I'm also going with Garrett Cole and it's very easy for me to, you know, for anybody to say, oh, you're a Yankee fan. Of course, you're going to pick Garrett Cole. But my my logic behind picking Garrett Cole is backed by data. Last season, Garrett Cole, a lot of his peripherals were excellent. Second in all of baseball and in, in ERA indicators like Sierra and expected FIP. He was really unlucky in terms of his home run to fly ball rate. I know JM mentioned having to keep the ball in the ballpark. I think he'll do a much better job of that this season. It just wasn't sustainable. His home run to fly ball rate last year, he was very unlucky with that. I think when that normalizes and he keeps that strikeout rate that he had last year, leading all of baseball in strikeouts, I think he will take home the Cy Young this year. So that's why he's my American League Cy Young pick. Rookie of the year is so tough because, you know, when I just picked the MVP and the Cy Young, I could back it up with data and research and stats. With the rookie of the year, I mean, I just go off of prospect rankings and, you know, how much they're going to play and, you know, minor league stats, which don't really indicate anything. So I will say this, I'm literally just going to pick Anthony Volpe because that's what I want to happen. And I will just openly say that that's my bias, just saying (laughs) him to win rookie of the year. But also I don't think that should be a hot take. He's one of the best prospects in baseball. He certainly can win it. Um, But I will say, I think that the top three, in American League Rookie of the Year will all be in the AL East. I think it will be, in whatever order, Gunnar Henderson, Anthony Volpe, and Tristan Cassius. No Yoshida. I thought you were going to say uh, Yoshi. I like Yoshida. I think that his defense, kind. we have a little bit more of a scouting report on him because he did play pro baseball in Japan. His defense is really bad in the outfield, and I'm not really sure how much his power will translate. That's the question a lot of scouts have had with him. I think he'll still be a really nice contributor to the Red Sox, like I said, I actually want him to be a Yankee. I think he would have been a nice addition for them, a left-handed bat. But I like Tristan Cassius a lot, and I think that he will end up being higher in the Rookie of the Year voting than Yoshida. All righty. Very nice. Lay it on us, Mikey. All right. So my AL MVP, and, and you you brought up the Shohei thing, and you know it's really easy to just say – that he's going to win. And I actually thought the same thing, J.M., at the Cy Young, and then I backed off. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about that. Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Alvarez. And the only way I think you're going to be able to beat Shohei in the MVP is have a season like Aaron Judge just had, where you hit 50, 60 home runs. Alvarez has that potential every single year. He also hits for a, for a high average, which helps. I just think he can you know, break off with the snap of a finger, a 50 home run season, as long as he's healthy. So I think he gets it here in 2023. He's my MVP. It's almost like, who's your MVP? That's not Shohei Otani. This is my guy this season. 
Um, Cy Young, we mentioned him before, Christian Javier. I've been on him for a couple of months now. Um, spotted him out. He's got a very high strikeout rate. His expected ERA was very good last season. Really took that next step um, through seven innings of that combined no-hitter in the World Series. Um, did he do he had one against the Yankees? No, did he start that game against the Yankees? The no-hitter game? Yeah. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, that's right. He's just... He's got really great stuff. He took that next step, and I think he continues to take that next step and really replace, I mean, like seriously replace um, Justin Verlander in that rotation, along with Framber Valdez, who you could very easily say can win this award too. He's also unbelievable. We spoke about him before. And finally, I spoke about it also. Um, Gunnar Henderson is going to be my rookie of the year. Um, he doesn't feel like a rookie. He doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like he's been in the league for a little while, and I think he has a big-time year for the Orioles, who will kind of stay around the same as we as we spoke about before. Okay. Um, I guess I'll tip off. Yeah, you want to start us off in the National League? Yeah. National League National League awards were a lot tougher for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I had a tough um, time picking them, especially the Cy Young. I really had a hard time with the Cy Young. I kind of wanted to to get bold here with the uh, MVP, and I was looking around. I'm not kidding. I did consider Kyle Schwarber for a sec, but I was just like, his war numbers are just not going to support it. But I think he could put up a monster season numbers-wise on the offensive end. I think he's actually going to have a very good year this year. Um, I'm going to go Juan Soto. And I know it's, you know, I think he's the favorite. Um, and... Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Joe. I kind of have a feeling I know who you're going to pick, and I didn't want to do it because I think our Cy Young is going to be the same, and I don't want to be matched up with the same two guys. Plus, I don't want to be the too crazy with the Braves meat riding. I did think about Austin Riley. Um, my, uh, just quickly on Soto, you know, we're waiting for him to have that MVP season, and he's flirted with it. And then 2020, he might have been the MVP. Freeman ended up winning it. Looking back, he Probably should have won the MVP. I mean, he had like a 273 OPS plus, something ridiculous. So he should have won the MVP that year. But I think he'll do it this year. I think having him in that lineup is going to be something that is going to help him tremendously where he could put up some crazy numbers. I think that OPS is going to be sky high. Um, Cy Young, I'm, I've been talking about him in our lists and whatever. Spencer Strider to me is a guy who has potential of – being one of the best strikeout pitchers that we've ever seen. Um, he just has absolutely devastating stuff. This is the second year in a row I've picked a brave starting pitcher to win the Cy Young Award. Last year, picked Max Freed. This year, I'm going to go Spencer Strider. And then the rookie of the year, getting a little more chalky here. I'm going to go Jordan Walker. Um, I think, you know, the, the, that the, the pressure is off him in that lineup where he'll, uh, He'll see some good pitches uh, towards the bottom of that lineup where he'll probably start out in the beginning of the year. But this guy's got some serious, serious potential to be uh, an all-star level player very soon. So I'm going to go Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. You know, JM, you were talking about not wanting to go too crazy with the Atlanta Braves meat riding. I unfortunately um, did not have that same thought process. I chose to just go absolutely insane with it. Um and it's funny because for my MVP, I originally had Ronald Acuna Jr. And part of me does want to go back to that because I do think he's due for an incredible season. I think he'll be back in that conversation as one of the best players in baseball. I think that especially second year removed from the ACL surgery. 
But I ended up going with another Atlanta Brave in Austin Riley, which I know you predicted I was going to pick him. And I think Austin Riley, I, we were talking about before, we were talking about the Braves, 25 years old, has gotten better each season. If he could just manage to be average defensively, because that's really been his bugaboo since he's coming to the league, is that he's a pretty bad defensive third baseman, but he's still a young player. I think that if he manages to be at least average defensively, and then he takes another step forward offensively, we could be seeing a crazy monster season out of him, a 7-8 war season that could end up, you know, and on top of that, you know, 170, 180 WRC plus, that will probably be enough to win the MVP. And that he is my pick and I'm sticking with him. Part of me does want to go back to his teammate, but I'll stay with him. And then for my Cy Young, I will say I briefly changed it for about two days and I ended up placing a bet on it away from Spencer Strider. And I'm still sticking with Spencer Strider as my pick for basically all the reasons that you said. I am curious to see how his strikeouts fare in more volume, more innings. I did briefly change my pick to Aaron Nola. I think that Aaron Nola Love is... That. I think that Nola is due... He was excellent last season. He's still not really getting the credit that he deserves. He's going into a contract year. I think that it's like the perfect storm for him to potentially take home the Cy Young. See, now when I talk about it out loud, I like want to switch my pick back to Nola. Um, he's more proven, obviously, than Strider, but I think Strider has a higher ceiling than Nola in terms of accumulating those strikeout numbers to get the Cy Young vote or to get the Cy Young award. Um, I think that Nola is due for a fantastic season, but I'm still going to stick with Spencer Strider. And then for my Rookie of the Year pick, like I said, it's, it's hard to predict the Rookie of the Year more than any other award. Um, but I'm going to go with Corbin Carroll, I think that Corbin Carroll has all of the tools. I mean, this is a guy that can truly be a five-tool player. I don't know if his power will be there, you know, at the beginning of his career, but it's certainly something that could develop. I mean, the guy has – watching him run the bases is insane. He's already the fastest player in baseball and just, you know, his small sample size playing last year. And I think he's got – you know, he'll be an excellent defender. I think that he could certainly be an above-average major league hitter immediately. And for that reason, he's my National League Rookie of the Year pick. Very nice, very nice. Um, okay, I think we should name the podcast the Braves Yankees Podcast. I think that's yeah. what the name should be, <laughs> or the Atlanta Braves Podcast. Um, well, no. you were the one doing the chop last year, so yeah, I was, I was doing the chop. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, all right, every time. MVP, MVP. I had Soto. I'm changing it. I think Soto's going to have a huge year, but I don't. Um, want to have the same and you know what i i think this makes sense i have the dodgers winning the world series i have the dodgers winning the division i'm going to go mookie bets if they are going to win this division is this going to be a massive season he's going to be a very important part obviously he also go freeman yeah. no bets. I, th I thought about freeman go we're My going boy. bets we're going bets um, this is going to be, he's going to have to, you know, almost carry this team going to be the real star player on this offense, along with Freeman. Uh, if they're going to be able to beat out the Padres in this division, I think that happens and I'm going to give it to bets. Uh, let's go a little Homer here with the last two. I'm going to say Scherzer wins the Cy Young. Uh, Max Scherzer was excellent last season in 145 innings. I mean, really, really good. And I think if he has 30, 40 more innings and around the same numbers this season, I think he um, can absolutely win the Cy Young. I think he would have gotten some votes last year if he would have had 30 or 40 more innings. I don't think he would have won it over Sandy. That's how great he was. But I do think he would have gotten some votes. So let's go Scherzer for the Cy Young. And I had Beatty here for the Rookie of the Year. And 
you know, that's a whole other discussion, them not bringing him up. But uh, let's go Kodai Senga. He has some experience pitching overseas. Um, I don't think he's going to be this ace-level guy, but I think he'll do enough to um, win the Rookie of the Year. He's going to be in a very important part of this rotation. He's basically replacing Chris Bassett. Um, so let's go saying he's got some nasty stuff. He's got the ghost fork. The fastball will absolutely play um, here in, in the major leagues. It's electric. He could get it up to 99, 90, uh, 100. So let's go Sanga there for the rookie of the year. Chalk, chalk kind of because he's 30. I don't really like doing that, but that's all right. He fits the criteria. I was on Seiya Suzuki last year, and I think I picked him the one. Yes, I remember that. Too, so. yes, I did pick Suzuki last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Any um before we wrap up, any bold takes that anybody has that they could think of, whether it's team players, you got anything, any team you think you'll have like a tank year, any player you think will any big breakout guys you guys got in mind? Anything like that? Nothing like crazy, crazy. Like I do think Degrom, and I honest to God, I'm not rooting for injury. I do think he does pitch. Uh, more than he has the past few years. I think he has a big time year. I don't know if it's enough for him to um to win the Cy Young, but we'll see. Also, Nick Castellanos is very interesting because with these injuries now for the Phillies, he's gonna have to get back to that guy that we've seen the past, not last year, but you know, years prior. They are relying on a big bounce back year from Nick Cassianos. Not that I'm predicting it, but I'm very interested to see the kind of season he has. I think he will have a bounce back year. I think that's a good call out, and he's kind of gotten forgotten about a little bit. Yeah. Actually, on the same note with the Phillies, one of my bold predictions is I never hear anybody talking about Bryson Stott. I think that he's going to have a good season this year. I think that he's maybe going to jump into that echelon of shorts. I'm not going to say he's going to, you know, be an MVP candidate or he's going to be there with, you know, that upper echelon of shortstops with Lindor and Seager and Correa and those guys. But I do think that he will kind of jump into that conversation with um, like Willie Adamas, Tim Anderson, guys like that. I think he'll be more of like the bottom of the top 10 with shortstops. And also on the same note as shortstops, I don't know how bold this is because we all know how talented he is. I think that last year everybody was on Wander Franco and then he kind of had a weird year, like dealing with injuries and like kind of underperformed a little bit. It wasn't that great defensively. Um, power wasn't really where we want to see it. I think that Wander Franco will put it together this year. And I think that he will be a big reason why the Tampa Bay Rays will be relevant. Um, and I think that he, he was actually, I was briefly considering picking him for MVP. Um, but I kind of thought that was a little extreme. I think that he will have, an elite, excellent, I'm going to say like a six-war-plus season, Wander Franco. Um, you know, I didn't want to get my bold prediction. It's pretty, it is bold, and um, it he jumped into my mind for a second for the MVP, but to me it was just too big of a leap. But I do think that we will – we might be considering him a top-five shortstop in the league when this season is over with. I think Bobby Witt is going to have a massive sophomore season – um, he hit 20 bombs last year, stole 30 bases, played 150 games, played a very a fully healthy season. Um, I think he's going to be a stud. I think the the fact that he was also uh, this is a minor thing, but that he was on that World Baseball Classic roster did well. I'm sure being around all those guys gave him a little bit of a confidence boost. Might put a little spark into his game. 
Um, I think that he's going to have a massive season for the Kansas City Royals. Well, it was a long one, but we got through it. If you stuck through the whole time, thank you for listening. If you skipped around and listened, thank you for listening. Joe, thank you for coming on. We cannot wait for the start. Anything else you guys got to say? No, I mean, my goal and uh, me and Joe are getting off to a pretty good start. I want to go to a lot of games this year. Um, I say it every year. Me and Joe are going to the first two out of three games for the Yankees. So that's something I'm really excited about. Hoping to hit at least 10 games this year. So looking forward to a a really good uh, baseball season. And very, very excited for all these rule changes. Yes. Well, Grand Central helps you, JM. New Grand Central Station helps you get into the games on the train. All right. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the show. Thank you.